Okay, so um, so how so how did we do? <laughs> <laughs> the the most viral tweet I saw was, the, it looks like instead of a red wave, it's like mid cycle spotting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk about a boogie boogie. I'm gonna play one. <laughs> Not that I'd know anything about that, because we're better off dead with Paul and Steve <laughs> trying to figure out how to do the right thing when things are hard. Um, yeah, but but it's I don't know, dark Brandon. I'm not. I'm not. I'm famous. I'm on record not being a dark a fan of Joe Biden. Right? Same. He was he was any port in a storm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but. He knows politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's as we've said before, he's not lost an election since he ran for like, I don't know, county recorder back in 1842. You know? Yeah. And he um, seems to know what he's doing. That's the thing. That's the other thing that John Mulaney bit where, you know, he's like, I complain about Trump and the friend, my friends are like, well, well, you weren't like, why, why didn't you complain about about Obama back when he was president. He's like, because the guy seemed like he was good at his job. And I didn't need to be checking in every 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. You leave your kids with your parents, you don't feel the need to be calling them every 15 minutes to see how it's going. Yeah. But you leave your kids with Gary Busey, on the other hand, <laughs> you kind of <laughs> want to pay attention, right? And Biden seems like that. It's like, he's it, not, he's the world, he's not going to cause the world to end <laughs> tomorrow, you know? No. I heard a pretty good analogy when uh, the other day where uh, this one particular TikToker who I like was talking about how um, he was calling out Democrats and, you know, so-called progressives and liberals and stuff like that. And his thing was, uh, are you going to are you going to stop reaching across the aisle? He's like, you guys reach you guys are reaching across the aisle to guys with chainsaws for hands. so that that's a pretty good i I think that's a pretty good jumping off point so um i i've been thinking about this and i'm like i feel much better now than i did before the election Mm -hmm. it's still not where i would like it to be but i feel better um Mm -hmm. and i believe like the issues that we brought up you know human rights and um in in democracy being on the mm-hmm. ballot i think that's what happened you know the in with the inflation what it is and with biden being as unpopular as he is yeah the republicans should have picked up a lot of seats in congress mm-hmm. it, they we shouldn't still be sitting here three days after the election wondering whether they're gonna win <laughs> the senate right it should yeah. just be like the last time a president did well like the president's party did well in the midterms was in the middle of a war like not long it was 2004 mm-hmm. bush picked up a few seats because the iraq war had not yet gone in the shitter uh mm-hmm. unless you're iraq unless you happen to be iraqi uh but it hadn't yet <laughs> you know the 
it hadn't yet gotten so bad to affect his popularity. So he was still pretty popular riding that 9-11 wave, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago, dude. That was like almost 20 <laughs> years ago. Right? Yeah, 18 years ago. <laughs> and the Republicans should have done much better. And so the reason there's cause for hope. And part of the hope mm -hmm. is, you know, people care about human rights. People care about democracy. Mm. Trump is losing some of his invinci his invincibility mm -hmm. uh, with the Republican Party, right? And we are now... Doo, 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 doo. Hey, Siri, how many days until Election Day... 2024. It's 417 days until then. That seems like it should be longer. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. What's so oh. it's three? Well, we'll just approximate it. Hey Siri, what's 365 times two? 365 times two is 700. Okay, and it's today's Thursday. So we're about 728 days from the most important election of our life. That's uh, the point that's I was trying to Yeah, here we go. Here we go again, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and and here's the here's what I came to. I'm like, I, we avoided disaster this time mm -hmm. around, mm -hmm. right? Yes, something bad could happen at the next election, election but I, I just, I don't feel that same anxiety and need to stay on top of things. Like I did. Not at the moment. Not well. It's like anything else. Like when we were covering Ukraine, it's like one can only do this for so long. And I gotta wonder what kind of person can. Oh well, what Alex kind of Jones person, is an example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, my guess is you. If okay, if you paid me, you know, what used to be Alex Jones money. Yeah. Sure, I'll do it every day, all day. <laughs> you know. But not to have it all taken away from me for being a dumbass. But uh, if you're going to pay me to do this, sure. But doing it as like a, uh, and I'm only talking about the the recording of it. Keeping up on it in your own personal life is another, is another, I think that's more what you were talking about. But yeah, who can just sit there day after day after day after day watching every single thing that comes through your whatever your chosen outlet is and be for lack of a better word like healthy and normal that's a good that's a great point i mean i i don't know i haven't i haven't given it a lot of thought especially over the last few years because everything to me has seemed like a potential catastrophe <laughs> you're not and, wrong <laughs> and i believe you know therapists might call that catastrophizing which is like you know not everything is a saber-toothed tiger ready to maul yeah. you yeah right some things are going to take a while to happen and it's yeah. like we said the other day it's like have a plan mm -hmm. prepare for the worst have a mm -hmm. plan and then forget about it <laughs> you I, don't yeah you don't have to like, if you have a plan, if a lion jumps out of the bush, like, mm -hmm. if you have a plan, you don't have to walk around constantly in fear of the lion jumping out and attacking. Well, other thing, too, is, like, um, prolonged exposure to, like, psychological and physical abuse can mess you up. It can mm. cause you to develop unhealthy coping mechanisms it can call, it can do all kinds of damage to you physically so this is kind of the same thing 
yeah. to, to do this because you're always feeling like a saber-toothed tiger is going to jump out of the bushes. But the thing is, is then what you're looking at is uh, these people who do that day in and day out yeah. um, are seriously damaged from it. And it explains a lot of their behavior. <laughs> right. I, I was thinking it's got to be one of two things. Either it's not at all personal, meaning it's just a job. Like, mm-hmm. I know how to make people angry. I know how to make people f- afraid. Yeah. And that's just what I do for a living. It doesn't make yeah. me afraid or angry. Like Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson, I would put in that category. I don't think Tucker Carlson wakes up every day thinking, you know, a drag queen is going to kick down his front door and take his guns, right? Right. But that's but he knows that it works to get other people afraid of that sure. and, and yeah. angry about that. So that's the his example. That's how he can do it day after day after day. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't really matter to him. It's like, no, I'm not really if I thought there was more money in making uh you know liberals afraid of what the conservatives are gonna do and go I could go work at MSNBC, I'd do that, right? Candace Owens is the same way. She's not afraid, she's got enough money. She's insulated from, you know, she's a privileged black woman, right? She's got enough money that she's insulated from the from the mm-hmm. um, oppression, right? Mm-hmm. And so she could run her grift and it doesn't affect her personally. So I put her in that category. Or it affects you so personally that you feel like you have to do something. Now, mm-hmm. those folks are probably going to be adversely impacted, right? Yeah, I can't think of an example. Well, you've got to remember too that the people that you've just talked about um, are professionals, and they know how to separate themselves from what they're peddling, mm-hmm. and they've undoubtedly um, had like they 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 they've been they're trained to do it as well. That I don't yeah. think that's something you can just walk into. You know who might be an example of somebody who at least feels like it affects them personally and therefore its impact is Glenn Beck. If you, <laughs> if you look at Glenn Beck today and then go uh-huh. pull some clips of Glenn Beck from, say, the early 2000s, I, you know, he he's become very unhinged, let's he, say. He changed his entire format quick Yeah, back in the 90s. Because believe it or not, I didn't I didn't actively watch the guy, but like if he was on the television, I'd sit there and watch him. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I would be talking to a certain person, we'll we'll call him that, and he would <laughs> who 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 would always watch everything that Fox News put out, and he had no idea who the hell I was even talking about. He's like, "Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about?" And then within like three months of me walking away from him because he started to get kind of wackadoo. Yeah. This person was all about him. Ah, yeah. So he changed quick. So so that may be the, I don't know. I'm sure people have written books about this and, and there's probably documentaries about Glenn Beck, but hmm. I could easily see him being a case study for why you don't, <laughs> like like why you want to be careful yeah. Who you reach across the aisle to because and it could just be my changing politics. But I just remember listening to Glenn Beck thinking this guy sounds reasonable. You know, he's a libertarian. Uh, right leaning, of course, mm-hmm. but he just made sense about what people in rural communities are concerned about and what, you know, what large 
working class, large uh, uh, swaths of working class Americans were concerned about and worried about. And I'm like, dude, makes sense. And like, nobody's talking about solutions for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And since I was libertarian, you know, I kind of thought of it as these big city people don't understand the plight of the rural worker, you know, and they yeah. just want their stuff and they don't care about anything. And I may have been right, who knows, but um, it's equally true that rural people don't care about the problems of city folk either, but <laughs> nope. Um, but, you know, so he was like this, well, I'm going to go talk to real people. I'm going to go talk to, and maybe he just got like, he was reading his own, he was listening to his own show too much and he just mm-hmm. got, super scared, super angry, and he really did believe they were coming to get him. And that just caused him to go off the deep end, you know? Well, he also did get super Mormon, I think. Mm. I think he ended up, uh, I mean, he may have moved on since then, but uh, there was a there was a shift in his act, because that's pretty much what it is. I, I think yeah. we've established that these people are putting on an act yeah. Um. He his act started to change about the time that he he married some Mormon and became one because you have to, I guess, to to marry one. Ah. And that's when the change started to happen. So you think it was his wife or his husband? I don't know what his sexuality is, but his wife or his husband converted him to Mormonism, and then that's what. Yes. See what I did there. Yeah. Um. All right. So all that is just to say this. So I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm ready to move on from politics on this show. Yeah. Obviously we're still us and we'll still be us and we'll still we're gonna we're gonna call it like we see it. We're gonna call it it like we see it, but uh, you know, better off dad. I think uh, you know, moving on to other topics (laughs) would be good. And I'm really keen on getting guests. Let's talk to other parents and other people who have thoughts about parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I want this to turn into, oh, this is the, welcome to the parenting podcast. I'm Alistair Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chesterfield Station. <laughs> Together, we're better off dad. <laughs> I still love that name. Still makes me giggle. <laughs> better off dad. You get it? It's like yeah, better off yeah. dad, but dad. Instead of dad. Oh, hold on, my, my bow tie's loose. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously Alistair and Chesterfield are going to be uh, left-leaning probably yeah. liberals probably <laughs> they, white they would be liberals yeah. liberals are fueled yeah. by guilt and yeah. they're definitely they would definitely be liberals yep they would be they would be the uh the the bird family <laughs> yes <laughs> the bird family <laughs> for my uh, what a great show, show that was oh until it wasn't. man i don't I, I don't i don't regret watching a minute of it that was a good show until it wasn't, right? Oh, man. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's talk about guests. <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> I, so I'm going to reach out to a couple of folks and see if they're interested, and, and we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're able to make, uh, if we're able to get people together for Mysterious Traveler, yeah. certainly we can schedule, you know. I think so. Guests for this show. I think people and will like it. Also, when we say interview, we're not like, uh, Mike to the face, like kind of what you were doing with your show, where it was more it was more casual than anything. Which that that casualness tends to bring out some pretty good conversation. Yes, 
Yeah, that's the that's the uh, word of warning. <laughs> this comes this comes with a <laughs> with a um, yeah. What's it called? Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I might get you to say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Way of getting people to say stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so um, my kids are feeling pretty good. I I discovered my my youngest is like gets news notifications and she knows more about what's going on than I thought I did than I thought she did. Um she's like, I hey, was did you know that this? I knew you... more than than you did half the time. I'm like, why am I the one that knows stuff? TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where it starts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We uh, had uh so the school board person who we were supporting won by 30 votes out mm-hmm. of 20,000. You know, sometimes I hear uh one by only 30 votes. And then I'm like, yeah, but out of how many? 200? You know, no, 20,000. <laughs> but, you know, I did vote for her. And she's making this point, like, see, every vote counts. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I could have not voted. And you still would have won by 29 votes. I'm not sure why you're saying every vote counts. <laughs> so I, I think that's a funnier joke than anybody's given me credit for. I I put it on social media, not one laugh react. I'm just like, that's funny. That's a funny joke. I'll go back. I'll go back and put a a ha ha on there. (laughs) Bobblehead out there. And uh, hey, I said future. We're going to move on from politics in future episodes. I'm not done yet. Bobblehead out there in uh, Colorado is losing by a couple of dozen votes. Mm -hmm. Wonder how that'll turn out. I'm really, it's like I, it's like I said. I am. I think that one of the reasons the red wave turned into a you know pink frothy trickle is uh, this election denial thing, and people are just sick of it. People are just like the whole thing after Trump, and like a lot of people are regretting voting for Trump, and mm-hmm. they just want to move on. They just want to mm-hmm. get away from this election denial business, right? Mm-hmm. We want to know. It's like the Republicans say, "We want to know who won." Like, yeah, yeah, we kind of do. I'm not saying election night because it takes time to count votes, yeah. but uh, we don't want court battles. We don't want the courts deciding who won. We don't want state officials deciding who won. And uh, Bobbert over there is probably going to contest. There'll probably be a recount. I bet Bobbert will do some court, you know, some lawsuits and things. Perfect. I hope yeah. she does. And I hope Trump goes and tries to help her because yeah. in 728 days, when we have another election, <laughs> The longer that they can keep it in front of people and remind yeah. people, this is what you get when you elect these people. Yeah. Well, see, 45's biggest weakness, and he's done it his whole life, is never knowing when to stop. Yeah. Because he doesn't see himself losing ever. Yeah. And, but I, I, I've, I, I mean, a lot of people say this, but I've said this. His his downplay of COVID was to basically um, make things seem normal so that he would have a good chance at the polls. That blew up in his face. Yeah. January 6th, that's blowing up in his face. People are now, we're, even Republicans are like, can we just be done with this shit and move on, please? Yeah. That's blowing up in their faces. Yeah. So hopefully in the 700 and counting days, Eventually, at some point, people just like, you know, you know, I, I, we can't, they'll, they'll just get bored with it, move on to whatever the next thing is. Yeah, right. 
that's the hope, I guess. Yeah, the um, that's our only hope of not, you know, the only danger, of course, is instead of talking about Trump, we'll be talking about President DeSantis. Oh, that was the other thing. He was asked in, a, in an interview if he won, would he would he go all four years? And he would not answer. Right. He right, would, right. and we, he, no. you know, why? He's running. Yep. He will. He's running, and and he won, and he won the governorship in a landslide, which basically is like he's super popular down there in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he he's only it's. He, it's a weird thing that we got going on here. You know, you don't have to win a lot. You don't have to be, you can win the presidency and lose the popular vote, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he will win these red states and, the, you know, he won places like Arizona, yep. you know, Georgia, you know, these states that went against Trump. DeSantis can win those uh, mm-hmm. if the Democrats don't come up with a better plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so just have to see. We got 728 days to worry about that. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah need a break right the yeah. oh but in it so in addition to a school board person our mm-hmm. uh our choice for prosecutor in marion county won and he is a favorite of the uh high exalted priest of the first church of cannabis which is a friend of ours <laughs> mm. uh, bill levin and uh he was like push, he's like you gotta vote for this guy he's a good guy and he also is not going to prosecute uh you know low level marijuana possession <laughs> mm, you know as long true. as you're not like a dealer or, mm-hmm. i would imagine you know walking down the street with a joint uh he's just not going to prosecute those so he just told the cops don't bother arresting people for having a little bit of weed because we're not <laughs> prosecuting those and he got elected so there's hope <laughs> yeah yeah there is there's hope you know, if something comes up, we'll you'll we'll always know about it. Oh yeah. So in the meantime, the hell with it. I like. For, what do they call that? What, what's the term? Um, self care days. Self care days. We need self care shows. I like. Um, so Paul and Steve decided they're not going to talk about politics as much. Ten weeks later, and then do you know what they did about abortion <laughs> this time around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our seven listeners are going. Yeah, I don't know if we have seven listeners because sometimes I listen to it on the on the feed, mm. which means I'm probably one of those seven. I don't really well, count. If you're me. if you're the admin, no. You're, oh, is you that don't get counted? Yeah, yeah. Because I, so, I tried that once. I, I was wanting to see how many times I could rack up on, <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. Ah, they're too smart. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. we could build a Good. robot that would listen to it a million times. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get a lot more listeners with our um, interview format. Uh, mm-hmm. I already know that's going to happen. And, and yeah. we'll post regularly uh, all the stuff we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now that we're through <laughs> the election. Before all this. Before all this. <laughs> now that we're through the election, we'll post regularly at the same time every week. Uh, we'll get some guests. Um, build something we can all be proud of. We'll do it mm-hmm. together. But you know what else we need? We never came up with anything when we did Don't Panic. The other thing that podcasters do is they come up with something to call their listeners. You know? Oh, yes, yes. Just like radio guys used to do. Like Man Cow. What did he have? Man Cow's Nation or Man Cow? I, I hated Man Cow. I never his, paid attention to it. His cows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Jay Marvin was like, they called them like the Nation of Marvin or something like that. Marvin oh, Nation. Yeah. So I think that was a result against 
man cow. But um, so we need that. Mm-hmm. Better off dad. The nation. I don't know. So so here's how here's how we'll see who listens. All right. If you've got an idea, you know, go over to the Facebook group. Yeah. Post post your idea for what to call what to call our nation. I'd say chili babies, but that one's taken. But we won't announce it on the group. It's only announced here. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? So it's a very controlled controlled experiment yes there has to be a prize associated with it otherwise people won't do it we will um we will give you a prize if we choose your idea (laughs) yeah we'll have that next week we'll figure out what the prize is next week maybe because they say minions but you 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 use that one for your kids yeah yeah minions something that people call their children would be good because you know we think of our listeners as like our children, you know, we're, we're dishing out advice. Or, or here's, here, here's an idea. Okay. So we're dads, right? Yes. We we're are. at a, we're, we're, we're at a cookout or uh-huh. barbecue, depending on where you're from. Or BBQ. You if you're or weird. BBQ. Yes. Yeah. If you're, if you're one of those guys. Okay. So we're all sitting around and there's, there's meat on the grill or tofu. If you're, uh, that's your thing. And we're all talking about stuff because we're all a bunch of dads. Holding beers and, Hold, and yes, uh, hold, on TV beers. and cartoons, they're always holding a beer. Yes, yes. Yeah. What would that group be called? What do you think of it like that? Oh yeah, the 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 buds or the bros or the no, know. not bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's the actual group. It's not our kids. It's that group of group of dads standing around, group of parents yeah. standing around the grill, like going, oh, got a tool that you use, yeah. that kind of thing. You don't, How do you? You don't got to turn that meat more than once. Why are you turning that meat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Just don't even just leave it. Forget about it. Put butter on it. Yeah, do any. If you're gonna do anything, put some butter on it. Ah, yeah, there's a there's a name in there somewhere. It's like, man, my oldest is turning eighteen soon, and everybody's like, oh yeah, I got two. Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's that conversation. You're right. It's that conversation, isn't it? That's that's how that's how I've always thought of it. It's just been one of those things that I never really. That's I don't I don't think about like you know our kids are essentially our kids. They are, aren't they? And we all I mean by by just by the name we we've all got them. <laughs> so. Dude, that is the show. That is our show. the 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 show is you and I standing around the barbecue, drinking whiskey <laughs> or beer. We got, them, we got them like bowling shirts. Uh, we got you a, know. Got a bowling shirt or the apron that says "Kiss the Cook" or something like that. <laughs> Never trust a skinny chef. Yeah, and uh, we're just standing around talking about everything that dads talk about, right? There you go. It's the virtual barbecue. Welcome to the virtual barbecue pit. <laughs> that is <laughs> better yeah. off, Dad. Nice. Uh, well, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> this has been. Better off dad with Paul and Steve. Send in your ideas. The uh, the barbecue uh, group of guys standing around the barbecue. What are they called? Um, we're just trying to do the right thing when things are hard. And it shouldn't be this hard.
I did see it was one of those celebrity chefs teaching mm -hmm. somebody, like teaching a podcaster or somebody. And that was his thing. He's like, here's what you do. You put a couple pats of butter and you put that side down on the grill. Mm -hmm. You put a couple pats of butter on top. You flip it over. It's just you just keep putting butter on it. Like because a hamburger isn't already a giant beefy missile for your heart. You gotta throw a couple pads butter. of butter on it too. <laughs>